1: Hey, Doug. Hey, Doug. (laughs) It's been two weeks since we last spoke, but uh, it sounds like your voice is still uh, needing some more recovery.
0: Yeah, it's it's not quite 100%, but definitely better than last time.
1: Yeah, it's definitely an improvement. And, uh, you know, you'll have a whole other week. I'm sure you do, uh, you know, either... Uh, resting your voice or vocal exercises i'm not sure which one
2: yeah. singing, a lot, of singing. <laughs>
1: a lot of singing well that probably is why it's <laughs> you're singing too much uh, our guest today was a super fan of one of my other podcasts douglas movies uh dlm we call it sometimes and um I found out that he was a big fan of it. I met him at uh, Just for Laughs in Montreal and uh, eventually asked him to be a guest on it because, you know, this is fun when it turns out to be somebody, you know, that's a fan already. Uh, Also turns out to be, you know, such a funny comic on their own. He's a Montreal comedy phenom. I assume that's where he'll be when we speak to him. His album's called Cherubic. Because he is, he's adorable. Uh, <laughs> he's Mike Carosa. Have you ever, uh, have you no, ever I, Mike carrozza
0: I have not. I tried to let out a woohoo and it just didn't happen. <laughs> My voice wasn't there. It's like,
1: <laughs> I just <laughs> I thought you were more like, I don't know that guy.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> got, you,
1: you're going to love him though. And he's, I yeah, bet well, you he's yeah. already a fan of your work uh especially your current vocal styling (laughs) so let's go to work hello mike caroza Hi, thanks for having me, man. (laughs)
3: Say hello to uh, other Doug. Hi, Doug.
0: Hey. Hey, single Mike. Yeah,
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm outnumbered on this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've got a double Doug bus going here, and... uh, (laughs) One of us is a little scratchier than the other uh, currently, still recovering from a festival that was a month ago. (laughs)
0: It's ridiculous when you say it that way, but it's true. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But uh, speaking of festivals, I met Mike Rosa. I met you at uh, the Just for Laughs in Montreal, correct?
3: That's right. We met there very first time. Uh, I think at the time I was still interning, so I hadn't done the festival yet. Uh, but I, 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 just I couldn't believe I was standing next to you. Like that was yeah, crazy you were very,
1: uh, very, friendly. <laughs> very friendly, very friendly, uh, very nice, and uh, you know, memorable for whatever reason. So then, you know, when it's sort of uh, it seeped into my brain, you know, within a few years, uh, I guess that uh, you know you had an album out, and it, uh, you know we were following some of the same people. I follow were following you and uh yeah. yeah and i realized you know like i this guy is great uh and uh-huh. hopefully we'll do more in the future but you uh, you've been on uh, Doug Lowe's movies and uh yeah, yeah and uh, like i said I, I hope to do more with you and do including this that means a lot
2: <laughs> well Not that's yet. great
1: i mean it works out perfectly for everybody where uh, <laughs> you were talking before we were recording about how you act actually know uh doug mellard's album fart safari and we're even uh talking about one of the bits that you remember so you're like one of those guys like i think i was which is like just a huge comedy fan and then just got into it and did it
3: you know oh a thousand percent like i uh i i've been known as like the comedy encyclopedia for a long time around like my Like I take a lot of time out of my, 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 I like to sit down. I listen to an album. I love listening to comedy. I love seeing it as much as I can. Uh, you know, I used to take the long way driving home from work because the talk radio station in Montreal hosted by Joey Elias would play standup clips before I had like a way to plug in an iPod into my car. Um, (laughs) so i would i would i would go the long way to like listen to the bits and so debbie giovanni would be on and i'd be like i need to finish this bit so let me go a little bit around the block a little longer Oh, um, well, it's a good thing yeah. she
1: talks fast
3: i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, yeah she's the speedy one but definitely <laughs> like a huge comedy fan like i remember i watched you on last comic standing and being like this dude's the best and being like i gotta keep up with him and then i remember i remember listening to professional Humor in the first time and being like he must have cut the segue bit out or something um and then yeah because i on the next album
1: i was so yeah i was so into that bit that i was like when i made my first album yeah that i thought you know why not hold that one bit I maybe even held a couple of bits that were pretty strong and ready to go for the first album, but I held them for the second one just, you know, because I knew it was already going to be an uphill climb uh, coming up with the second album, you know, because that yeah, first it's... one, is everything you've done until that point come together exactly. and finally recorded. But then everyone after that is like a little bit more of a, uh, you know, you got to start from scratch and it. put it together. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but i i remember seeing that that on tv and being like this dude's fucking punk as shit he's just like winking at the judges on all of these bits the whole way that was uh that was dope i remember thinking that ruled and i still get um you know you ever get like a random earworm stuck in your head like uh just like the way somebody says something every now and then and then I, yeah I'll, I'll for get, sure I'll get like "That's good to know, doggy" from uh, yeah, professional comedians yeah, yeah. stuck <laughs> in my head all the time. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, definitely a comedy fan for a long time. I think I'm one of the few that it's really paid off for though, because like I think people can tell I'm genuine about it rather than uh, I don't know some people who are way into it can be really sycophantic in their way of doing it. But I I think I I just like I don't know, man. I just really appreciate what everybody's doing, and I love. Calm, yeah well that's it's the thing so you fun.
1: you fanned out of me but it wasn't in a way that you know pushed me away it was in a way that you know i remembered you and uh you know i'm glad that we
0: that we reconnected what, and, what, if, um, he turned, what if he turned his video on right now and he was just wearing like your <laughs> face on top of his face <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah I got um, a hoodie on and I don't stop saying it's ghost protocol, you know, I got <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Running bits from like 2017,
1: 16. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I'm sort of this stuff sounds familiar, you know, like I'm glad that I uh, haven't forgotten it all entirely, right. but <laughs> I, the fact that I made as as many albums as I did is just it's just mortifying to me at this point because uh, you know, it's just a lot of yeah a lot of that's jokes a lot of albums oh, that's ridiculous yeah i mean i just one day just woke up and s- sort of stopped i mean i had this idea that for i would do a series of albums that were just like random shows from the road like how bands have uh you know yes. if you follow a band you could just sort of get i want to hear their show that they did in toledo that one time uh you know the what do they call those uh Bootlegs? Not black market, but bootlegs. Yeah, that's it, bootlegs. So I want to do, like, bootleg versions of stand-up and even have, like, a lot of the same jokes on the albums, like like do a bunch oh. of them from the same tour. But, you know, there'd obviously be lots of differences because I fuck around so much. To yeah. That's right. But, uh, you know, I just, for some reason, just sort of dropped the ball on that. So I So I've got one album out there that's just called Lexington and The Date, and it's also... <laughs> and it's also the last album i put out because it's like from <laughs> 2017 and then you know by the time i was anywhere near getting ready to you know p- really put out another album uh we got uh hit by pando and now i'm really uh you know now i'm not even sure about albums anymore at this point
3: um yeah it seems like the short form thing is the way to go even if you are putting stuff out like uh a lot of people are putting out what they're, they're calling as EPs, but it's still just like 25 to 30 minute sets rather than full hours. And at least in Canada, that's a bigger trend because uh, Canadian content requirements require like Canadians to be played on Sirius XM and stuff. And so that's how they right. are making some money.
1: Yeah, those, uh, those things where you get, uh, you know, they just send you some money just because they played your, your bits on the satellite radio or, uh, mm-hmm. are, are pretty awesome um yeah but that's i guess a good reason to keep making albums but like the last the the one and only tv special that i did uh they just go hey do you mind if we make this also an album and i was like yeah i guess so i don't know why anybody <laughs> would want to just listen right. when they when they can also watch it or they can just decide the one they purchased where they watch They could just turn the picture off if they wanted to, you know, (laughs) they could still get that exciting uh, radio style. But um, anyway, enough about comedy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We're here to be humorous, but talk about names. And uh, your name rhymes with our last guest, I noticed uh, when I was uh, writing stuff down for today. Uh, We had Joe DeRosa on. Uh, oh hey. Joe, Yeah, who's great? Joe Rosa, Mike Carosa.
2: See, <laughs> ah, yeah. There go. There and go. now I don't know who we're
1: gonna have on next week. Can we think of anybody else that uh, whose name rhymes with uh, Carosa? Mike Carosa, huh. Mike, <laughs> Mike Mendoza. <laughs> Wasn't there a Mendoza in comedy? There definitely was, right? John Mendoza.
2: Let's oh, get right. John Mendoza. Yeah. I believe
1: he might have passed away, but let's get him. Let's get, get him. The, the ghost of John Mendoza. Because uh, I really want to keep this, uh, this
0: bit going. A, the, Tupac, Tupac, the rhyme going. Tupac hologram style.
1: Yeah. Um, what was it like? <laughs> How do you feel? What's your uh, connection? What's your relationship with the name Mike? I assume it's short for Michael.
3: Yeah. Yeah. My name is Michael. Uh, growing up, it was always Michael elementary school. I went to like, a, like a very Italian, uh, I grew up in a very Italian neighborhood. So like they, they kept defaulting to Michael, but I never quite liked it. always felt like I was, uh, getting in trouble when someone would call me Michael. Uh, and it doesn't seem as fun as Mike to me. So Mike or Mikey has always been like fun to me, but then I went to high school in French and they say they pronounce Michael wrong. They, they even spell it differently. Like <laughs> Michelle. Well, so that's what you'd think. You would think it's Michelle, right? But man, like, okay. Mikael? Right, exactly. Yeah. That's got it. Yeah. It's, they flip the E and the L and then they pronounce it wrong again somehow. Like they, they instead of A E L for Michael, they go uh, E A L and it still doesn't make sense phonetically. Like they still say it, Mikael. Yeah, I just got so tired of teachers being like, who's Mikael? And I'm like, that is not at all close, (laughs) you know? And they'd hit that first syllable and I'd be like, let me stop you right there. Uh, I got to just go with Mike. It's easier. Please just don't Michael. And um, (laughs) still to this day, I have like a bit of a, I, I feel a little like tense if somebody, if somebody calls me Michael and I don't really like that they did, I'll correct them immediately. I'll just, just to, Cause I'll, I'll get real tense about it, but there are very few people that I'm like, you know what? Michael's fine. You know, I, I can <laughs> let that slide. Very few.
0: Odd, odd coincidence. I'm going to see, uh, my only friend that goes by Mikael tomorrow.
1: No shit. <laughs> <laughs> how does that uh,
3: guy spell it?
0: Uh, it just, just how he would say it. it, it is. It's, uh,
3: M I C H E A L.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because then there's like the name, like the first Mikhail I thought of was uh, Barishnikov, Mikhail Barishnikov. Yeah, but that's just got like K's and Y's and all sorts of shit in there, right?
3: Right. I grew. I went to high school with this other Mikhail who was in the same class. So luckily, it made it easier to tell them to not call me that. But it was M I K H A I L. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: that's man, the same way Barishnikov spells it. I think
3: um it's, it's just very odd to me that they go from michael to, to to adding an a in in front of the like it just felt <laughs> weird to me that they would be like let me separate these vowels that we made one sound um but um yeah i mean so it's michael has never been my favorite i think my dad's always loved the name michael that's why i'm michael but my brother's name is roberto and it's very italian so i'm michael anthony my brother's roberto pasquale and I just like don't get that either.
1: <laughs> Roberto Mas- Pasquali Carosa.
3: Yeah, that's my brother's full name.
1: <laughs> and he has a and he runs a pizza parlor. Uh, uh,
3: naturally, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he sleeps with the fishes, as it turns out.
3: <laughs> oh boy, didn't want to bring that up, but uh, yeah, he's got a right? mean, to wait.
1: Right, I mean, have you always? Uh... Uh, like having such an Italian name, have you ever uh, experienced the pain of uh, uh, people assuming mobster ties and uh, oh, making God, references nonstop.
3: all the time? Constantly, yeah. And I mean, sometimes stops, it's right? in sometimes it's in good fun, but other times it comes with an expectation. Like I remember starting comedy, and because Montreal has a lot of Italian people, uh, the, the the hosts would pronounce it correctly. They they'd say it's a carrozza or you know, they'd roll the R, they'd go Carrozza, right? Like, so it's like, they'd say it properly and I'd get on stage and people would be like, here comes the jokes about Nonna. Oh, here comes the spicy Italian stuff. This guy's going to talk about being so hairy. Um, <laughs> but I'd get up and I'd be like, you guys think swans, you know, wish they could high five instead or like, you know, something stupid. And uh, they'd be like, "Ah, oh, I really wish you would talk about how much he feels for the old country or some shit. Um, so it has put that kind of pressure on me in some ways, where there's an expectation to be Italian, and I am like my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time for this, but like I can't handle spicy foods. What do you know about Italians? They're hairy. They eat spicy. <laughs> That's you know. a spicy
1: meatball. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> I can't handle them. I can't do it. You know, my my grandfather before he passed would sometimes put crushed like spicy red pepper in his cereal. I'm not even kidding. The man <laughs> needed a kick with a cereal. And I and it drives me nuts that like my family's like, okay, it's not spicy. Don't worry about it. You could even have it. And I'd have it. And I'd be like, I need the milk immediately. This is terrifying. This is awful. <laughs> my mouth is being attacked. Um, so yeah, I, it is just very, it was also fitting that my name is Michael. My brother got the super tie in first name, right? Uh, but, uh, but I definitely am like, I've, I've been pretty much like the, um, the ugly duckling of the family, like the black sheep of the family being like, I'm barely Italian. And they're all like, but what are you talking about? <laughs> 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 and then we'll, you know, scream at each other. We love each other, but I, you know, our hands are waving around and breaking furniture by accident just cause, <laughs> you know, I am a hand talker. I am a loud person, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely weird because like I don't think that I'm much of an Italian guy, but the name definitely brings a lot of expectation. But that's also why I, I've just decided to tell people be lazy with my last name. Like Carosa isn't the proper way to say it. My dad did not like that. I have like he'll watch. I did like a taping uh, for, for, uh, zoo Fest's channel here during just for laughs. And they say, my name is Carosa and my dad watched me and was like, why'd you, why didn't you correct them? And I was like, no, I told them to say it like that. You, you don't get it. it, it like it can't go up there with that expectation because a lot of people definitely have it.
1: Yeah, all of the comedians that I've ever—I'm like going through my head, thinking of like Italian American comedians with names like that. They really come out and lean into that. Like they really are that sort of character. They 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 rise to that expectation, um, right? You know, uh, everyone that I can think of.
3: And you uh, know what you I know? got to say to them is. Uh... Aren't you embarrassed? Okay, all right, there we go. A little Sebastian for everybody. Enjoy it. It's yours. Take it with you. Keep
2: it. <laughs> oh,
1: I didn't even think of him because he uh, he does a lot of stuff that's that's not about you know necessarily no. about yeah. his family. But you're right; he does a lot of a lot of uh, obvious material about being an Italian American and and I'm probably also about the, the stereotypes and stuff. Yeah, um, and he gets you know he gets cast. Yeah, he, he probably. If Sopranos oh, okay. was on right now, he'd get tossed a to roll on there for
3: sure. A thousand percent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, isn't he in? Like, I think he's in many states of Newark or one of those uh, more recent. Yeah, he's uh,
3: he's got to be, right? He has to <laughs> I think be. So. I think he has to be. <laughs> um, oh, Doug, I know you are, uh, you are DB, but I'm going to take a look at IMDB really quickly to see, because I would be remiss if we did not recognize that immediately. Because he, he has must. to be in it.
2: Yeah,
1: because he he, he's just be. just in his natural state. He's like that Ben Stiller character that's always, uh, <laughs> hey, what's what do you want? What are you doing? What what? That real, oh, from
3: uh, uh, Starsky so. and <laughs> <He, laughs> Yeah, and from and before that, from the
1: Ben Stiller show, like it was a sketch. The oh, big
2: right. Day,
1: where he was like real, real old uh, Italian with the uh, the jewelry and oh, the my wigs God. and stuff. But as, Sebastian's uh,
3: not in the movie. Sebastian's not in the that's insane to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, he yeah. will be, so, you know, he's I, mean, I think yeah. I feel like Morgan. I saw him on a talk show promoting that he was acting in something or, or maybe he was hosting yes. a, a cooking show or something. But uh, I mean,
3: that guy he's got stuff in the can.
1: He's not only is he, you know, do the Italian thing, but he's also so physical on stage, which I think would also be associated oh. with a, an Italian doing comedy. Yeah. And you just stand exactly. there, right? You just stand there all cherubic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
3: I don't just stand there, but I don't I don't uh I don't do what he's doing for sure. Like he is he's his presence is like he's trying to scare off a bear. He's taking up so much space <laughs> on that stage. Um and he's he's like he rem- the energy that he gives, it's very reminiscent of that... Um, you guys remember that YouTube video that went viral of the guy being like, the Wicked Witch of the East, bro! Like, that guy <laughs> was just, like, throwing his head down and his hands are, you know, clasped together, kind of just pointing. It's its a lot more aggressive and, like... Um, it's just, like, fast and, and, like, assertive, you know? I'm kind of, like... I'm trying to be slow and stupid, you know? Uh, very <laughs> different from... <laughs> from what I'm trying to do with it. But definitely, yeah, being physical is oddly Italian, I guess. You yeah. know, the times that Talk people it with tell me the that... with
1: the hands. Yeah. The pick, me they pick up uh, they pick up sign language quicker than anybody else because they're already kind of doing it.
3: Well, One of the first <laughs> jokes I've ever been exper- exposed to was, like, at five years old, somebody was like, hey, check out this book on sign language. And it was Italian sign language, but it was all the ways that you could, like... Basically, flip the bird in Italian. Uh-huh. You like, you 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 know you 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 scrape your fingers across the bottom of your neck up to your chin and flip it mm-hmm. off. You know, uh, hard to describe that actually. It's wild. That's
1: a yeah, but that's a classic. The ooh, yeah. ooh you know the yeah, my phone, cool. <laughs> you make a noise with it. You know, yeah. I'm sure Al Pacino's employed it quite a bit in his life. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. You know, and. Uh, there's also, there's, you know, and then there's the one where you slap the like inner part of your elbow and then raise your hand up.
3: Yeah. 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 Give, oh give it to God. him that way. Like
1: really, it's really aggressive. It's, <laughs> it's all hard aggressive. to do in a car.
3: <laughs> it is wild to me that like, fuck you in the time is buff cool, which is shove it up your ass. And it's just like when you recontextualize the sign language of like the multiple ways you could tell somebody to fuck off with like Italian gestures, it is there. You know what? You can picture an ass in there somewhere for sure.
1: Yeah. They're really it's jamming def- fingers and arms and fists <laughs> into things.
3: <laughs> yeah, That's definitely what's
1: going on. <laughs> it's yeah. quite graphic. Really graphic.
3: Exactly. Yeah. But you never I know had- with Italians. In you in keep my your notes, butts about I- you. I-
1: I, you know, I was coming to this interview today, this conversation, thinking that, you know, uh, Mike is a, you know, nice kind of normal name, but the. Rosa as I always say it, because I've always thought yeah. that's what, you know, like you said, you're not going to correct anybody, really. Well, that's uh, how
3: I prefer you say it. I want people <laughs> to say it like that. So you're saying yeah. it the way I, you know, I'm great with. That's perfect for me.
1: Well, that's good, because I've, you know, had issues in the past with people where I say their name wrong and they just let it go because they're just used to it being said wrong. And I'm a person, that, you know, I feel guilty just knowing that I said their name wrong a bunch of times. So I, I want to say it correctly.
0: And I always, I always call you Doug ben- Benson.
1: Right. And I don't appreciate it. And, uh, you know, that's where we're at. We're, at, kind of a, we're having kind of a rough patch because, of, uh, but, uh, but, you know, I think, you know, Coroza said that way without laying into the Italian-ness of it is, yeah. do, is a cool sounding name. You do expect, yeah. you know, somebody like, it's doesn't, it's not, uh, it's not like old style or old school, right Uh, as far as those sort of names go uh the double r double z must be an issue with uh, people must spell it wrong every
3: time i've had uh trouble cashing payments uh because of that (laughs) (laughs) you know i've had i've had to i remember showing up to pick up a package and being like here's my id they're like that's not the name i have on here and i'm like i promise you I could show you every email that I know I'm expecting this package. <laughs> that's the order number right there. That's my address right here. And they're like, it says, it, it says Mark Car- Carbanza. And I'm like, that <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've adopted that as like my pseudonym for when I write about magic, the gathering online. So shout out to the magic, the gathering people.
0: <laughs> it says here, Mikael Garbanzo B. Yep. That's me.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just, just put it all <laughs> in the same place. It truly is baffling to me because it happens a lot in emails or on like Facebook where my name appears several times in the thread. And if you're, you know, I sign off with my name, like, it, uh, and so they'll miss an R or a Z and you're like, okay, come on, man. <laughs> try, try something. Like when I, I did a, I did a recording for, for just for Last last summer And initially they had released it with one R and I was like, this isn't coming up on my sound exchange or anything. Like I can't find it anywhere. And they're like, well, you're spelling it wrong. And I was like, no, hold on a second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, they got that fixed up like in 30 minutes, but it was very much like a, Hey everybody, check out this compilation album. I'm part of, wait a second. Hold on a second. Wait, I got to post this later instead. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it happens all the time. The name is silly. I've encountered very few people with this last name. I've met people with like one R or one Z, um, you know, but I've never, I've only met one person whose, whose mom's maiden name is a, is Carrozza with the spelled the way I spell it. And uh, that blew my mind so much. Like I we we just like derailed the podcast we were both guests on. Like Kyle Ayers had us on for a podcast. It was me and Austin Huff, and we were like, hold on, shut up a second, Kyle. Are you serious? This never <laughs> happens. Yeah. It's a very uncommon last name. And it means carriage or like a you know stroller, of some sort. That's all that means. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. My yeah, step step into my
1: carrozza. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: There you go. It's like, yeah. uh, what do you what do you think Cinderella gets into at the end of the at, after midnight? She gets into a carrozza, baby. <laughs> this guy. I'm gonna take
1: you in my carrozza over to the piazza. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a typical night in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, you just well, gotta kiss
3: your fingers and do a little, do a little chef's kiss. You gotta give it to <laughs> it.
1: I didn't mean to be, uh, you know, triggering on your uh, <laughs> on your the issues with spelling your name because i I, I myself now just am uh, fr- frustrated for you because you know the the red tape and the uh, you know all the things we have to fill out and and yeah. all the times we have to show our ID and all that stuff these days like it's got to be a, a little bit of a nightmare. So I, we're not here to make you uh, feel bad. Uh, oh, I'm about fine. I'm fine. Uh, the whole situation, but <laughs> let's go back to uh, the. You mentioned that your brother's middle name is Pasquale. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I missed what your
2: your That's name not real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I, He's not my only... favorite member of the Chuck E. Cheese band. Uh, is Pasquale, but what Pasquale your, uh... is
3: Patrick in Italian? Is that's okay. what it is yeah not carriage
1: (laughs) no not carriage (laughs) so uh mine is your middle name again anthony
3: yeah michael anthony
2: yes
3: (laughs) yeah uh a-n-t-h-o-n-i not not anthony (laughs) not not aphrony from the mean girls uh (laughs) what tim meadows is that nephew in that movie Mm -hmm. um but uh, people, no, When they do
1: say it, though, when relatives do say it, do they say Anthony like that?
3: You know, no. What do they <laughs> say Anthony? <laughs> it's one of those, like, it, it comes up so rarely that I have family that doesn't remember what my middle name is, and it's always kind of fun when that happens, because <laughs> we, like to, we like to clown each other on, like, when somebody messes up. Like, if somebody says, your birthday is, like, April 22nd, right? And they'll be like, everybody shut up for a second. Nobody tell them. <laughs> we have, to, we have yeah. to clown on them yeah, yeah really and they just have to attention. really
1: wonder for a while
3: yeah yeah we gotta be like well no you are april 22nd because uncle frank's march 5th if uncle frank's march 5th i remember you're the next month and we've got like 50 people in the family uh yeah it becomes a big puzzle exactly which i love, I do love.
1: well <laughs> but you're doing great Anthony. on this uh this puzzle of a show and uh all of your answers we <laughs> so fact thanks, check on everything and all of your answers have turned out to be true
0: and um pasquale. We, got,
1: we got more yeah except for we, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do some deep research on this pasquale line <laughs> you pasquale liar uh but we will uh take a break right now and come back uh, with more questions and fun with mike caroza after this We are back, and we're talking to Michael Anthony Carroza. <laughs> M- M-A-C are the initials. Those are good yeah. initials. It just spell yeah.
2: out Mac.
3: Yeah, buddy. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I've uh, you know, i always been a, a, a bit on the chubby side since I was a, a, a little kid. And so I get called Big Mac, but it was never – It never stuck. It started as somebody trying to bully me, but ended up being like a really good nickname. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It just worked out. And then, you know, Big Mac, they're tight. People love them. What are you going to do? Fight a Big Mac? Get out of here.
0: Plus, Mac Mac and Me is one of the best movies of all time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So much so that Paul Rudd loves a good Recurring joke of that, time, huh? <laughs> he will not let that joke drop. And it can you feels believe like... he
1: pulled it off on the podcast?
3: I still, yeah, yeah,
1: I can't believe it. And that that you know, I I just feel like Conan is like, uh, you gotta see it coming at
3: this point. <laughs> but uh i think his guard was down for sure on the podcast like my you know just like mine was when i was watching the clip i can not believe it
0: he did such a long setup too that it was i think he got entrapped by that on top of it it was great
3: yeah because he wasn't bound by the the fact that they were on tv
0: right (laughs) could really do a long ass setup for
3: the clip do you even have a friend named ryan no I don't have a friend name. What are you doing? You did that whole setup.
2: <laughs>
1: good. Um, so yeah, that was the next question. Was uh nicknames? Anything else besides Big Mac in your youth or now as an adult?
3: Well, uh, you know what? I I guess Mikey has come up a lot more recently. So it's like, you know, it isn't necessarily a nickname, as it is just like, you know, people use that for mike or michael all the time right so mikey mm-hmm. comes up a lot mikey c is just a clear you know cut clean name um my buddy walter ling calls me mikey cuckoo caratza because <laughs> he's just like i'm giving you a wrestling kind of intro here today and people don't get it but he's been doing it for years and i'm not about to stop him um yeah i mean I think the- you know he can't
1: You got to be careful about anyone that calls you kooky.
3: (laughs) Yeah. No, cuckoo, baby. Cuckoo. (laughs) He's like, uh, he's cuckoo. He's like a fucking Cocoa Puffs thing. Right, but, cuckoo uh, for cocoa puffs. Now I get yeah. it because you know, yeah, the, kooky like the, is the crazy. same thing as <laughs> cuckoo. <laughs> a little head tilt, and oh, he's a little weird. Cuckoo's nuts. Cuckoo is fucking... crazy. Okay, <laughs>
1: right. He wasn't cookie yeah. for cocoa puffs. You're right.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the worst I've gotten is people. People will, I guess. This isn't so much of a nickname as it is like they'll they'll start singing the the opening riff of My Sharona. Um, <laughs> early on in comedy, they, they'd do that. There was this one comic who would do it despite my insistence to please stop. Please never do that again. And uh, he would start the opening bars to My Sharona and then he he's, I think eventually he wrote like a whole verse. He was like, ooh, he's a funny <laughs> guy. A funny guy.
0: <laughs> oh my god Uh, yeah
3: i mean now that you've got it in my head i'm
1: dying
0: (laughs) (laughs) go ahead
3: doug you get you get you get it's just so (laughs)
1: perfect it's so so perfect that that's i I totally feel your irritation because um it's just uh, you know people are going to be drawn to doing it once they've once they get it in their head
3: and, and you get one you go for it if you really if you really want it it's yours go for it I'm, I'm well, I not going to hold any that. mouse in my heart
1: I appreciate it maybe I'll uh, you know record one <laughs> in the sh- I'll record one in the shower later and we'll add it we'll add it in, uh, in post nice. uh, <laughs> at the end of this episode it'll be a nice uh, nice change of pace from our normal closing theme which is uh, two and a half seconds long um <laughs> So uh, <laughs> all of this leads you to putting you know, the name Cherubic on your album oh, yeah. cover. Um, yeah. Is there a specific reason for that other than just the idea that you're fun and and, and young and round?
3: That's the, I mean, it, it's a, people have described me as like a sweet baby angel a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, and it, and it has kind of come up in, at least in like when I, when I truly found my voice on stage, I was really like, man, people have, people were right. This is kind of that vibe and it is very, it is working. Like he's, I'm a fun, silly boy and sweet baby angel isn't far off. Right. So <laughs> I, I thought, you know, th- what's the, I always liked the idea of a one word title. So I thought maybe let's, let's go, let's find the word for it. And so cherubic is like, boom, like a baby cha- little cherub, you know? And I just thought, you know what? What's that? What's a cherub even thinking? You know, so <laughs> I hope I I don't know I I like it a lot. I hope I, I bet like you do. You probably move a
1: few. You move a few more units around Valentine's Day because the uh, people are talking about
3: it more. <laughs> Look, uh, uh, if I'm moving units at all, it's only in Valentine's Day. All right, they they my album's only available Valentine's Day from here on out. I'll tell you, it's it's not available anymore. <laughs> Except for is the cover types,
1: right? the the cover of the album? Is that with you with a white balloon?
3: Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's the the picture you got on screen right now. Is uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I put I put just the word Cherubic on uh, overlaid on top of my face. Yeah. Like it just like it's big and just across my face. Um, but it is it is that picture. I remember this was across the street from Comedy Bar in Toronto, and somebody there was like an improv or a sketch show happening before mine. And they left a bunch of white balloons in the green room. And I thought this is too perfect. And somebody started taking pictures of me and I was like, we need a better backdrop. And across the street, there was this wood wall for a restaurant that's no longer there that somebody had spray painted love where the O is a heart. And I thought this is perfect. Let me get a couple of shots here. And then eventually you know, that I, I started using this all the time. Eventually <laughs> somebody swapped my head with the balloon and I was like, I wish I'd done that instead. <laughs> 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 but that's actually the back jacket of the album cover. So it's like, if you, if you check out on Blonde Medicine's website uh, right now, I wanted to have a thank you section on my album cuz I I do miss like I used to buy CDs all the time and I missed the back section where you'd find out about other bands and other comics that you like right. you didn't know about by just like looking them up from the thank yous and I remember thinking I want that I really want that on anything that I put out and so I I told uh blonde medicine i'm thinking about these two images and one of them was my head swapped with a balloon and then the other was this one and they were like we kind of like the not swapped one but it's up to you and i was like i think you're right but i want to use this one for the back because it's going to be like a fun surprise we never ended up making any physical copies of them because the pandemic made it difficult like i originally was supposed to come down to california for a run and then take them with me but shipping uh, vinyl and having it made oh god what a nightmare <laughs> canada does not get good uh, shipping rates
1: i miss uh, the physical copies of cds yeah. like that's another reason why i think that uh, you know i sort of dropped off in producing albums is because you know whether it's vinyl or cd whatever it is just to physically have an album like you're saying like the just the artwork you choose the thank yous the like you know if you get somebody to like yeah. my first album has a nice little note by Pat Oswalt on it. That you know, it's just it's just cool uh-huh. to to include that kind of stuff. And um, you know, uh,
3: Patton's so great. It's at also very fun kind of to stuff. buy from someone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the
1: thing. If we were like, out on the road more, then you go you go back yeah. to physical copies. It shows, I guess. Uh, but I like selling even smaller things. at shows. Like now, I'm all the way down to pins. I just sell little pins that have my right. face on them, and uh, those are so easy to carry around.
3: Um, I think some of my most prized possessions in comedy are things that, like, I I saw uh, Maria Bamford do. Ask me about ask me about my God, or ask me about that. Well, that hour, and she was selling the CD, and I I bought a copy, and she signed it, and. Uh, made herself into a little rabbit, like with teeth and little bunny ears, and uh, I thought that was really fun. That's like a fun thing that you can do with physical copies, but <laughs> you know, maybe download cards have that fun to it. But it's just different. It's, it's, <laughs> I miss I miss the physical.
0: Way way back when, I remember Eddie Gosling one time. <laughs> I don't know if he forgot his merch or what. But he wanted to sell something, so he just went to the grocery store and bought a sack of oranges, and then sold oranges after <laughs> the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: amazing.
1: <laughs> you just sign them. Like I yeah. like I'm I, I'm doing a show in Miami this weekend, a uh, Doug Lowe's movie taping, and I'm bringing mm. uh, Focus featured sent Features sent me the Blu-ray of twenty of their classic movies, mm. like Lost in Translation and Milk and Shaun of the Dead, and. Mm. Uh, yeah, they've made a lot of great movies over the years and they they sent me 20 of them in a suitcase and um, I don't even have a Blu-ray player. Um, So (laughs) I'm like, you know, this is really cool. So I'm going to give them away uh, as part of the prize bag on Saturday in Miami at Douglas Movies at the Improv at 420. And um, uh, some guy wrote to me on Twitter, are you going to sign them? And I'm like, well, I don't have anything to do with any of these movies. Why would I sign them? <laughs> and the guy's like, well, I don't have a Blu-ray player, so I, that's all they're going to be to me is just, you know, a keepsake, somebody signed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe I'll sign yeah. one of them if you win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i are not gonna go through through and sign twenty movies. And I didn't have anything to do with. This. <laughs> oh, it, is, it is pretty funny. Maybe I'll get me and my guests some, uh, some sharpies backstage, and we'll we'll all yeah. sign every one of them.
3: <laughs> what was it? John was just go around signing other people's albums. movies. <laughs> didn't John Ham just sign who was ever album was in the prize bag every now and then? Oh on yeah, movies? <laughs> I would do that if I had a
1: famous person on Douglas movies. I'd have them just sign random random shit and put it in the yeah. prize. Bag, but but yeah uh it, it'd be weird for me to sign a copy of milk
0: uh, <laughs> i got uh, jeff i got jeff goldblum to sign one of my albums
1: oh so, for that's God. fun! <laughs> that's a fun get an autograph on your album but now have you turned around that's a precious keepsake or are you or is it an album you're selling for a jacked up? Price? i just i
0: just held on to it i thought it was funny uh, <laughs>
1: how much do you think you could get for it like double the, the regular asking price just because it says jeff
3: goldblum on it yeah
0: it's, it's complicated because it says jeff goldblum and fart safari so i don't know <laughs> it could go either way
3: <laughs> i like the idea of jeff goldblum asking you now this one's fart safari too. fart harder i might as <laughs> assume there's a uh there's a fart safari one <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh yeah he should have said this, this. what was his classic line for the movie i think this is a bad idea or something like yeah. <laughs> but in, the history of, in the history of bad ideas this is, the, <laughs> this is the worst of all time uh we did did jeff goldblum react to the the words fart safari or did he just sign a disc that you shoved into his oh no, no
0: he was just it, it was just one of those uh you know in la he does that show like in los filas uh
1: yeah, he'll just yeah, perform sure. with, his, with his band, the, the Mildred Schnitzer. Yeah, it's,
0: oh. it's a fun show. It's every week whenever he's in town. It's a great show, and he'll just hang out until everybody is done talking to him. He's such a sweet guy. And so he just oh. signed that, didn't blink, and I even had him sign it to Grandma's Vagina, which is a random inside joke. And then <laughs> he didn't say anything. And then there was another show. We saw him again, and uh, he was asking if there was anyone – like, as part of the show, banter in between songs, if there was anyone that wanted to have their text messages read by Jeff Goldblum. So, we threw out, <laughs> he was like, Are there any, does anyone have an interesting text thread going on? And so, there's a group of us at a table together, and we happened to be texting each other about micro penises that day. I don't know why. Oh, God. And so, Jeff Goldblum, like, we have it on video. He's just talking about micro penises to an audience, a uh, packed <laughs> house. And no one thought it was funny, except we we're dying laughing. we were the only people. It was, oh, my God, it was great. But what a champ. He just goes with whatever. He's so funny.
3: That's my favorite detail of that is nobody thought
0: it was funny. No one. No one. They were like, what is happening right now? <laughs>
3: <laughs> These are people who came out to watch the blues, not to hear Jeff Goldblum go on about micro-penises.
1: On, <laughs> yeah, he's not going to make it funny. He's just going to read it.
0: He he did it pretty dramatically. Yeah,
1: but you know what I mean. That doesn't make it. You know, it's just nonsense words. You know, it wasn't like a real. (laughs) You didn't give him like a real setup punchline kind of thing to read.
0: Right. Right.
1: And, and people are sitting there going, why isn't he reading our nonsense?
3: You know, like they feel right, like they're
1: this nonsense. So you he heard he it here first. Our nonsense. <laughs> people are yeah. just being
3: sore losers when they're not laughing. That's what it also, is.
1: Also, though, he's such a he's so talented musically, he should put it to music is what he should do. He should give mm. it a jazz, yeah. you, know, you know, that kind of reading. Because then then if it's just silly nonsense, it's still kind of funny that he's, you know,
0: right uh, treating it yeah. that way. It's like beat, beat poetry or something.
1: Yeah, we got to <laughs> we gotta get a meeting with Jeff Goldblum and tell him how to fix his cabaret show.
0: <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> we
3: got a couple notes.
0: Let's, let's set him straight video. on micropenis text.
1: We went and saw him, uh, Alicia and I went and saw him, uh, in, you know, here in L.A. somewhere, and uh, it was super fun. So then we found out uh, this last New Year's he was going to do Uh, do it at a club up in San Francisco. We thought, Oh, what a perfect way to ring in the new year's Mm. hanging out listening listen to Jeff Goldblum read texts about micro penises (laughs) and uh, uh, maybe I'll sign something that says fart on it. And, uh, (laughs) and then they, uh, you know, it was just another one of those deals where for some reason, somebody in his family or some, something came up COVID. And so they, you know, canceled the whole thing and you can't really reschedule a new year's Eve show. You know, you got, maybe it'll happen Mm -hmm. next year, but you know, it's not like uh, uh, when they cancel it, everyone's like, you know, thinking about a year later, what, you know, what's, what they're going to do. So uh, anyway, that's enough about Jeff Goldblum and his, (laughs) his musical career. Uh, a question we ask all of our guests, Mike, is tell us about the Dougs you've known, uh, you know, outside of the present company. Have you have there been any uh, important or interesting Dougs in your life?
3: So the first Doug that came to mind was my Spanish teacher in uh, college. Like I did an elective Spanish class and his name was Doug Jones. And I remember signing up for the class and being like the teacher was like TBA. And then we got in on the first day and we we're like, okay, hi, I'm Doug Jones. I'm your Spanish teacher. And I'm like, you are the whitest sounding dude I've ever met in my life. And um, he even like taught us with a bit of like a super white guy accent uh, <laughs> while, while speaking Spanish. And um, I've I've never been able to shake him because like, he's just like this young dude being like, I know enough Spanish to teach a one one level. Uh, let's go, let's do it. And then he'd speak Spanish and I'd be like, Dude, you got to work on your accent. This is crazy. This is bad. I'm like I'm learning Spanish and this is bad. <laughs> like,
1: well, there's no real uh there's no Spanish name for Doug even. So he couldn't even be one of those teachers that would refer to himself with a Spanish name.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he'd be like Señor <laughs> Doug and I'd be like, "Dude, you got to <laughs> Dress it up a little bit.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's what we're calling this episode: a senior dog with my That's perfect. Oh my goodness.
3: <laughs> yeah, Doug, Doug's not such a common name out here. At least, like, I, I mean, I, in my experience growing up in Montreal, like, you, you don't come across a lot of dougs That's for sure.
1: Right. Like, well, that's the thing I was gonna say is you do have a big Doug in politics right now in Canada.
3: Piece of shit <laughs> with uh, with Doug Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's he? Brother of Rob Ford? Brother of Rob Ford, and um, can't stand him. Uh, I don't want to say too many things that that might be awful to say. Yeah, Clearly, like
1: afraid to bring him up. You know, just because it just seems like, uh, you know. Oh. Uh, a just a divisive figure because somehow he got elected, but everybody seems to hate him.
3: Yeah, well, he got elected by mainly rural Ontario being like, "Well, we could get a buck a beer," and then you're like, "Okay, great, buck a beer is here." But did you know that he uh, is squandered billions of money in COVID uh, aid and uh, was saving it to draw down the deficit at re-election and didn't do anything? Like, <laughs> it's he's directly responsible for the fact that like Toronto has been in such a deep hole with COVID or or had been so early on and directly responsible for so many things like schooling, getting cut. It was a whole thing. Doug Ford is not a good person. And I remember reading a comic from Toronto, um, posting about, uh, Doug Ford and being like, that is a a thing that I want to use for everybody. I don't like. And that was, um, he's really going to have, oh no, wait, he used this. So Graham, Clark in Vancouver used this about Trump and then somebody repurposed it about around Doug Ford, which is he's going to need 24 seven security around his grave. Cause people are going to bring their tap shoes. Um, <laughs> truly that's, that's like when it comes to politicians that the, yeah, it, there's a, in Canada, there's a lot of garbage out here and I know you guys deal with similar garbage. But, uh,
0: <laughs> what are you talking about?
3: uh we come on we love the president we don't think he's somehow worse than the last guy somehow Uh, maybe Uh, that'd be fun that'd be fun
1: for some scumbaggy individual or somebody with a very good sense of humor to, to have in their will you know that they have to be buried with um you know some sort of uh you know uh, flooring over their grave Uh that you could tap on because normally it's grass or you know uh, cement Uh or something uh uh, you know just provide a tapping space (laughs) so people can can come and just tap on your grave
3: really good water resistant wood just like a solid board
1: yeah just please come tap because you know if I am stuck under there for eternity, it'd be nice to, you know, probably nice to hear the the rhythms of uh, tap dancers. I've always enjoyed it while I, while I was alive. Got, stomp is coming to L.A. soon. I might go see it. <laughs> I wonder oh, if tap man. dancers are. I wonder if tap dancers are like aggravated by stomp. Like that's not, you know, that's not a real dancing. That's just stomping. We tap. You know, we have uh, more skill. I like the-
3: I like this image of tap dancers that we have right now. They will go honor the dead, only honor it by request, if if we have a board over their their uh, their grave, <laughs> uh, and they hate. Oh, they hate. Stomp. They they can't stand it. These are the two facts we know about tap dancers.
2: <laughs> I
1: saw that show bring in the noise, bring in the funk when it was playing on Broadway, and uh, the actor Jeffrey Wright played the narrator. And I've, you know, of course seen him in a million things since then. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, oh, now I'm forgetting the guy's name, but like, you know, a very well-known popular dancer in general, but also tap dancer It was his show. And he, uh, didn't like, like the, the show was so sweaty from all the tap dancing. Cause it's just two yeah. hours of tap dancing with an intermission. Uh, he gets so sweaty and, uh, uh, or you know that air conditioning would just be too unpleasant to to bear because you're like wet and cold Yikes. all the time. So they would just wouldn't have air conditioning in the theater. They just tell the audience, sorry. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I saw I went and saw it in August, and it was just like I don't know who's was oh, sweating no. more the people on stage or the people in the audience. Oof. But uh, I still loved Jesus. it. I still loved it. But and now I'm t- I'm sad that I, I haven't accessed the dude's name because he's a very talented uh, dancer who created that show and started it I guess but um that being said I have one more question for you Mike and that's yes. what about mics in your life are you close to any Michaels or
3: mics it's it's wild cuz like I I know it... you used to do a lot of open mics that's that's the only thing I'm close to. <laughs> I'm married to the game. <laughs> that's a, uh, it's wild. Mike is such a common name. There's so many Mikes and I can't think of a single one right now. Uh, I can think of like Mike, Mike, <laughs> <Yeah>. Mike, Mike, <laughs> One of my favorite moments. (laughs) Oh no, I don't know if this is a mean story to tell, but I love Mike Birbiglia. I remember being at Just for Laughs interning, and Mike was um, laying in the patch of grass near the um, artist entrance at Teat Saint Denis, just kind of enjoying alone time and quiet time before one of the galas. And I was walking by and we made eye contact, but I looked at him knowingly, like, "How oh, I know who you are. And he pretended to be a
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: And I was like, respect, dude, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we met later on that week and it was very nice. But like that moment, I was like, I get it. I think I understand, but I'm excited <laughs> that he's here. because, like, Yeah, I might- he,
1: yeah. He, he's great. It might've been, uh, you know, Collect that's probably the way he collects his thoughts. I would never just go lay down on the grass before a show, but that might be where where he's at with uh, getting ready mentally, you know?
3: Mike Birbiglia, Bill Burr, Doug Benson, Maria Bamford were all on a sheet of comedians I watched on the Just for Laughs gala stuff or on TV while I was doing homework uh, at night and being like, I need to look these guys up at some point. And I remember that vividly in that order it was uh, wow yeah
1: it's, it's weird the stuff you remember because i can i can say the lineup of the first like comedy show i went to when i turned 21 like the yeah. first stand up show i s- saw in person as a 21 year old because i went to lots of them before i turned 21 because the like the improv in los angeles you only had to be 18 to get in you just couldn't drink Perfect. uh so i would go there a lot when i you know i grew up in san diego but anyway um uh, that we don't have time for my story now. Right, okay. We've got a lot of Mike Carosa story and it's been terrific. Thank you, Mike, for being with us Thanks, and, um, and putting up with the fact that uh, Doug Mellard's voice uh, is one of the <laughs> only ones you can hear. You can hear him talking before he sp- starts to speak. You can like, you can hear it coming. Like it rumbles a little bit and then starts to happen. And um
0: Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm trying all the things.
3: <laughs> it <Ain't> happened again.
1: <laughs> I think I'm going to miss it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if you uh, if you ever recover. Uh, but let's do some uh, plugs. Uh, Mike Carrozza, what do you have uh, to promote?
3: Uh, well, I, I think the best thing to do would be to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Carrozza, M-I-K-E, C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A. Uh, I have my album Cherubic. I've also mentioned that I'm on a Just for Laughs compilation called Doula, Midwife, Full Wife. That's available on like wherever you get your albums. Um, I If you're in Montreal, April 19th, I'm doing a show at the Diving Bell called Figure It Out. And I'm in tentative stages right now trying to book shows for New York City between May 21st and 28th. Uh, hoping to do a Figure It Out out there as well. But uh, other than that, <laughs> catch me at SF Sketch Fest in January, I guess. Montreal's just coming back. Uh, I'm also at the Comedy Nest uh, one of these weekends this month, for opening for Niall Sege. So uh, if in Montreal heavy, but come see me.
1: Yeah, and we are going to eventually do... Uh... San Francisco sketch fest was completely, uh, scrapped this last January, kind of a last minute deal, similar to the Jeff Goldblum performance I was going to go see. Right. And, uh, so they just said, can you, can we just reschedule for next year? And, uh, I said, yes. So, uh, which show
3: were you going to be on Mike? uh well i was gonna be on will you accept this rose art marines bachelor podcast right uh, I, was gonna... I was gonna be a
1: guest on that too
3: and then but then right. also one of my shows though right I yeah, but am I allowed to say that? Do you? Do you, do you I you think so. It's so far away. And
1: I i just I'm just want to refresh okay. my memory. I think it was one of the movie interruption shows. Yes, it
3: it was a a a Benson movie interruption. uh Not going to uh, say which though. Say which one?
1: Yeah, because I've seen it. So oh, good. Keep that up. Yeah. I think it'll be. It's more fun for people that haven't seen it. I think because you're gonna have to sit through it anyway. And, oh yeah, man. It, very I think he will make some movie. good jokes. Yeah, so it's the oh, Goonies yeah. and the Lost Boys are going to be the two movie interruptions I do, plus the Douglas movies wow. and Harden's show in uh, SF Sketchfest. I'm, I'm doing a really long distance plug here, uh, late nice. January of 20- yeah. <laughs> 2023. Exactly. So we're gonna, we're going to try to keep it intact. Uh, do you have any things coming up, Doug Mellard, that are uh, you know uh, more of a current nature?
0: Yeah, I'll be uh, this weekend. Uh, Friday, Saturday at the Phoenix Film Festival. We've got three screenings of our movie, The Disappearance of Toby Blackwood. If you're in the Phoenix area, come on out and say hi. You can go to PhoenixFilmFestival.com for details to get tickets. And this Sunday, I'll be in Austin, Texas at the Commodore Perry Estate, raising money, uh, helping raise money for the Other Ones Foundation, a great cause uh, on a, on, a, on a at a gala hosted by Anthony from Queer Eye. So, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun and a, a good time.
1: I got a question for you, Doug. Sure. Um, something I say to myself almost every day. I, uh, But my question <laughs> for Doug Mellard is, what, um, what's it like have, having a film that you made, like you've shown it at a, a few festivals now, when you're at a festival, do you sit in there, do you enjoy watching the movie again, or are you sick of it because you had to see it so um, much in the edit uh
0: you know what i, I was very sick of it uh, you know because you do sit there and just watch it and watch it and watch it over the course of months and months but then seeing it with an audience you know that you know is positively vibing to it kind of makes i don't know it, it makes it all worth it and, and you know uh it was definitely fun. I, I don't know about seeing it again and again with an audience, you know, like it might go the other way again, but I, I think it'll be fun with different audiences. Uh, yeah, it was definitely unique and, you know, cool to see it on the screen and out yeah. of the editing bay over zoom with a couple mm-hmm. buddies, you know? So, uh, it's been fun. I, I enjoy it. So film looking shoots. forward to watching it with the people in Phoenix.
1: Yeah. Film shoots. Uh, I, I mean, film festivals can be, uh, you know, uh, Tricky because you just you know you get accepted into a festival and you just don't know what what time slots they're going to schedule your movie right, if it's yeah. going to be like something where people have to take a twenty minute shuttle to to go to a weird part of town to to see it or you know it's just uh, every festival is uh, uh, different but it is uh, it is a fun experience having yeah, a movie totally. and just going around showing it to people so uh, sure. congratulations on that Congrats. Congrats. and um, thanks man. Anybody that's in Phoenix, go try sure. to uh, go try to check it out. I'm going to be at the Miami Improv, as I mentioned, uh, this Saturday doing Douglas Movies. And I'm doing stand-up in New York City on Monday night, April 11th, at uh, Gotham nice. Comedy Club. One of the cooler names for a comedy club. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe too cool. <laughs> and uh, with uh, special guests, and it, that's going to be super fun, and all of my dates and deets are at douglasmovies.com. I can feel my voice getting scratchy just, just for my... Like, <laughs> it's like sympathy scratchy. For oh, people. no.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <clears throat> Thank you, Mike Rosa. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Doug. Uh, Thank you, Doug. <laughs>
0: as, as
1: always, <laughs> Senior Doug. Got
2: it. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers.